I can't go out there and, you know, do it. Uh, you know, press can't do it. Mike Caldwell can't. I mean, the players at some point have to have enough pride, right, to, to not turn. I know they're, they're, listen, they're not trying to turn the ball over, but there has to be a, a sense of urgency to have, you know, the ball security uh, to protect the football, and um, it's not there right now. 1010XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars Today with your hosts Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and oh, my pocket. Dylan Denmark. Oh, they're not trying to turn it over, but darn, they're sure good at it, aren't they? That's Jaguar football currently right now. Welcome in, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. This is Jaguars Today. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and Pockets along for the ride this morning. Uh, good morning, Tony. Good morning. You feel better today? I don't know if you would, but do you feel any better, <laughs> different, or otherwise? The, the, the odds makers in Vegas, yeah, like the Jags, the Jags' point spread keeps moving in their favor. As we get closer to uh, the weekend, I think it opened some places at six, six and a half, even seven in some spots, which I'm surprised. Look, I get it. Carolina's been the worst team record-wise in the NFL this year, which in the NFL means you're the worst team. But mm-hmm. I don't know if they're playing the worst football in the league right now. In fact, their opponent this week, the team hosting them, uh, has a pretty good argument for that, at least coming off the, the game against Tampa Bay this week, um, how are the Jags a touchdown favorite over anybody yeah. right now? It's kind of, uh, well, kind if of they were going to be a touchdown favorite over anybody, it would be Carolina. I guess. Uh, sure. If yeah, they were going to achieve that kind of thing. So I think how I feel about the game hasn't changed all that much yet as we go through the week. I think I'm in about the same place I was when we started the week, and I, I had Christmas Day to just – Kind of not think about it all right. that much, right? But uh, getting back to it yesterday, I do think the news around the team yesterday was interesting, at the very least, right? Like, they bring in Matthew Wright for a tryout. What's that about, right, with the football team at this point in time? And they sign Mike, Matt Barkley off of a team's practice squad. Right, so I, that tells you how they felt about EJ Perry if they had to put him on the field. Sure, I think more than anything else, but at least those two bits of news were like, huh, those are both interesting. Well, sure. I mean, look, I think this is a more open-ended question. Like Trevor Lawrence last week, does he clear the concussion protocol? Does he not? Mm-hmm. If he does, it's like a a, a yes/no, right? With, yeah. With a shoulder, all kinds of degrees and shades of gray in there. Even though Trevor may. Say, I, I want to go no matter what. You know, is he throwing the ball well? Like, it's a more subjective evaluation, I think. And, and look, I, we're sitting here, I'm sitting here saying as if these concussion protocols are foolproof. I'm not saying they are, but they are medical personnel putting him through kind of a, a pass-fail based on past cognitive baselines. Yeah. Are, are you processing information? Are you regurgitating information? Are you remembering it? Are you showing symptoms? of a concussion, are you doing all these different things? And if it's all, you know, no, 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 yes, 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 whatever the, the answer you're looking for, then boom, you could play. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, it's just a question then. You didn't practice at least Wednesday and Thursday, and, you know, we keep, oh, you practice Friday. But Friday's not like the full speed. You know, you go out no, there, you yeah. take mental reps, you throw it a little bit, but, you know, you're not – it's not the same if you watch the Friday practice. It's, it's a walkthrough. It's not like you're just – pantomiming everything, but there's a lot more of that. It's more making sure you've got everything that's installed, which apparently they don't all have, right? As we'll hear from Doug Peterson today talking about receivers missing signals. And 
I, I, I mean, coaching, players, who's at fault here in, in terms of stuff like that? People say, well, you got to coach them up, coach them up right. Do if the coach is saying the coaches, that the quarterback clearly gave a signal yes. that the players didn't see, that's on the player. Hey, it's got to be, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, they're not coaching him to go, hey, every once in a while, right. take a peek. They're like, hey, make sure you got it. Yeah, that's not Trevor Lawrence early in the year when they had the option down on the goal line and he kept it and got tackled for a three-yard loss. It's like he had the option, he chose wrong, right? And they were willing to say it after the game. He had the option, he chose wrong, right? That would be on the player as well. It's they put them on the field and give them the information they need to be able to compete play to play if the players don't get that information from one another that's on them well, you're a wide receiver you're lined up out there split out wide what are you doing you're looking back in at the quarterback that's what you're doing that's right your job you, you got to see when the ball is snapped but you're also looking for the signal like i and people will say well you got to hold them accountable in practice i, I can't imagine that if Someone doesn't get the signal in practice and they run the wrong route, that they're not getting their ass chewed. Right. Right? Like, I mean, how does that – so I'm going to presume that in practice this is not showing up like this much of an epidemic. I wouldn't think because then there do have to be repercussions. Like, at some point you just can't play guys who are doing this consistently over and over and over again. But, again, in the NFL you got a 53-man roster and you've got what you've got. So yeah. either you're getting new guys or you're not. And, you know, you're talking about young guys. And I'm assuming, assuming it's mostly the young guys missing signals. It could be, you know, Calvin Ridley. It could be some of the vets. We don't know. Calvin Ridley currently is the most talented, healthy wide receiver they have by a large margin. Right, No matter how mm-hmm. you think his season is gone, I don't think that's a disputable statement, honestly. And the other guy, it's not like, all right, Elijah Cooks or Parker Washington make a mistake. You're like, you're looking at these guys like, hey, we think they have a future here. And you're not going to kick them off the team for making a handful of mistakes, particularly in the case of Parker Washington, who you've got draft capital invested in. I'm not even saying it's them missing any particular signals. I'm just trying to go through the different permutations. Maybe it's Tim Jones. You know, maybe it's who knows who's doing it. But mm-hmm. it, it it's unacceptable at this point in time. But yet – it continues to happen for the Jags. So well, here we are, and I think, another cheery day. You know, those communication things that were going on, I think they did. I think they did pull Parker Washington off the field. And I think Jamal Agnew's snap count tells you that they did. Might be. Right? Like, I think those kind of things, they did what they had available to them to do on Sunday against Tampa for those kind of things. They need those guys to just play better. Like, you, they just have to have play so better. so many of those guys, too. Right. Right? Like, like you don't want Agnew out there for 100% of the offensive snaps. No. Because he's got a, a big role as a return man, and that you don't see too many guys. I mean, for a game, they'll do it here and there on yeah. occasion. You know, if it's a playoff game or a must-win situation or whatever, that you've got a full-time receiver, you know, going back, and they usually don't do double duty on returns in those situations anyway. But, oh, yeah. Hey, look, they're at where they're at right now, so let's figure out a way for them to beat the Carolina Panthers this week. And I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to play. I don't know, honestly, if he's going in with an ailing shoulder, if a more healthy C.J. Beathard wouldn't be a better option simply because if Trevor is unable to make the throws that he's capable of making when he's fully healthy, then is it worth putting him out there in those circumstances, right? His mind's going to tell him, yeah, I can squeeze that ball in. 
and maybe his shoulder doesn't allow him to. We don't know, don't right? Know Just don't know how that's going to go. So it's going to be an interesting day. Uh, he's not expected to be on the practice field today. Um, and uh, Cam Robinson is, however, which is pretty good news for the Jacksonville Jaguars, as you heard Dan Hicken mention, and many have looked at. Uh, the Jags are 6-1 and one with Cam, and they're 2-6 and six without Cam. Of course, the Jags are over without Christian Kirk uh, this season as, you know, basically he went down. What did he go down like? Against Cleveland, right? It was no, it was Cincy. Cincinnati. It was Cincy he game, caught that right? long pass That's against right. Cincinnati. It was the first play of the Cincy game, or for his first play of the Cincy game, yeah. the first ball that went to him. So they lose the Cincy game, they lose the Cleveland game, they lose the Baltimore game, they lose the Tampa game, right? Mm-hmm. So did they have him for the Cincy game? Well, technically he started the game, but basically 0-4 yep. without him when he because he played minimally. So we're asking you today, the uh, – First official question of the day, which of these two players do the Jags miss the most when they're unable to go? Is it Christian Kirk? Is it Cam Robinson? And clearly they've missed them both based on, you know, the, no the record. And yeah. the funny thing, you know, the Jags may beat the Panthers, maybe not, but maybe they'll beat them regardless of who plays left tackle this week, right? Yeah. But if Cam comes back and they beat the Panthers, it's another feather in his cap uh, when it comes time to decide whether or not he's sticking around for the long term because they'd be 7-1 and one at that point. So which of those two players do they miss the most? And the second question, a bonus question today, kind of a follow-up to last week, but we didn't break it down as much. Last week we asked you, which of these three things is most likely for the Jags? Win the division title, over 50% said that. Win, go to the wild card or go into the playoffs as a wild card and combined with winning the division, that put them at over 72% of the vote. And the rest said they'll miss the playoffs. Well, today we're asking you a simple, will the Jags make the playoffs this season, yes or no? Forget the vision, forget wild card, just in or out. And we'll go through some of the permutations we're looking at in this morning. But not as dire as you might think, provided they win a football game. Yes. I mean, any of these football games, they're not that dire. Yeah. They, I mean, even just beating the Panthers, no matter – and the worst case scenario is the Colts and Texans both win this week. And obviously one of them is going to win head-to-head in week 18. So if they both win and the Jags lose one of the games, one of those other teams is going to win the division. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean the Jags can't claim a wild card spot. Right. Um, so anyway, yes or no, up or down, will the Jags make the playoffs this season? I'm just going to say before you vote, because you can't see before you vote, I don't want to sway it, but – Considerably less people think yes <laughs> compared to last week, to be sure. So today, uh, we've got the senior writer from Jaguars.com. His name is John Osier. You may have heard of him. He'll join us in the second hour of the program. Also, we'll hear from Doug Peterson speaking at length yesterday. We'll uh, play around with some playoff scenarios based on what the Jags might do in the last couple of weeks of the season as well. And we'll invite your calls and feedback in a variety of ways. 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines or the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. The YouTube chat is always open, and uh, you can hit us up on social media at MD underscore 1010XL, at 1010XL Fat Tony, and at 1010XL Denmark. Hold my pocket! How are we doing today, Pockets? We're good. Yeah? Time heals all wounds. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm glad that you care enough that you were wounded. Yeah, the Jags it, it's streak. funny, like, the last four weeks, I'm like, man, I'm going to run out of music for, like, these opens, these Victory Monday opens. And then, uh, 
don't have to worry about it right now. So mm. Wait, is there I like a, to have that that issue again in my life. Is there only a minimal reservoir of no, victory money like, music? Like or? I had to like you gotta think about it, man. There's a process to it. So I'm like thinking I'm like I like a whole list of like, okay, this will be good if we if beat we this win. team, yeah, if we beat this team and then if we beat these two teams and then we'll save this for when we win the division. And uh well I haven't had to worry about that the last four weeks. No, you haven't. No, so, you haven't. I need to get back to that. Well, we all do. We, we, you know, Jags win some games. You know, I do think we'll feel better. I don't think it's going to, if the Jags beat the Panthers, people will feel, at least the people that care about them making the playoffs, a a surprising number. Maybe it's just the vocal minority, right? And that's, I'm sure what it is. But they're like, every time, like, what are the responses today? Will the Jags make the playoffs? Yes, no. I hope not. What? I don't, like, and I'm presuming because this is a person with a, uh, clown emoji or a clown picture as their avatar that they hope not because it would force the hand of Shad Khan to move on from Trent Baalke. How about this? Why don't you root for the Jags to make the playoffs and the Jags still get a new GM, mm-hmm. right? And maybe you don't think that's likely, but I don't look at this like this is a Trevor Lawrence situation. Like, hey, we're not going to the playoffs anyway. Let's lose some games and secure the best quarterback prospect in next year's draft. Who's to say the next GM is going to be better than Trent Baalke? Honestly. I mean, have we not or, seen some horrific GMs come through here? Right. Or that them not making the playoffs is going to force them to replace Trent Baalke. Like, that's right. like what world what, are y'all living what, in? We've all watched go, it happen for the past decade. When they were when they were horrible, right? Yeah. What if they go 9-8 and eight and miss the postseason, yeah. but they have a winning record and Shad Khan goes, oh, I think yeah. we were close Look, and we were, we're going we to were, stay the course. We were both on the record. That I wouldn't hire Trent Baalke to be the GM in the first place, right? Like, it's not the decision I would have made, but that's the decision that was made. I would have cleaned house with the Urban Meyer thing. He yep. would have been out with Urban when all that went down. And, yes, I would be looking to move on from Trent Baalke this offseason, too, regardless of the outcome of the next two weeks. I don't think he's done a very good job as the GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That doesn't mean my what I would do. It hasn't been what they've done to this point. My my thinking does not match with the owner's thinking on this. And to assume that this will be the thing that breaks. It's like, I don't know what would break shot. I, I do think it's more likely. It's more that likely. There, there's a change. So I, I get that. I but, think it's more likely than not that Trent Baalke is going to be the GM for the Jacksonville Jaguars again next year. I do too. Regardless. Yes. Right? Now, you lose out and go 0-6 That's down the stretch. That's a lot of heat. That, yeah. that is a lot of heat. Uh, you know, and especially when you start looking at how the – I'm not – again, nobody – we're not sitting here saying he's not deserved to be under criticism or critique or looked at or even deserving to hang on to his job. What we're saying is we don't know how likely the owner is to make that move. Yeah. You know, so you can – I mean, I just – I don't understand really. At the, it's, to me, a completely different thing than yeah. you were rooting for the number one pick. We're miserable anyway. What difference does it make if we win a meaningless game down the stretch here? These games are not meaningless. No. The, the, you play to go to the postseason to have a chance to go further and build on what you've done. And who's to say they can't get in the postseason and win a game? Or maybe even two. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, I'm not expecting it. It's not a bunch of world beaters I, I want in the, the, opportunity. the whole league right now. I mean, like look, they, they've gone to, they, they gave Baltimore a better game than the 49ers gave them. They did. Right? They, they went on the road and lost – to a Cleveland team right now that's steamrolling people, and they lost by a single score. Yes. Right, and – Because they blew three coverages. Played – right, played 
terribly in many facets. So could on any given Sunday they match up, particularly if they're at home with one of those teams? Yeah, I think they could. Yep. Um, Does um, am I guaranteeing success? No, but I want that opportunity. So anyway, uh, you know the ways to be a part of the program: six four one ten ten on the All Pro Roofing phone line is the main one. We'll hear from Doug Peterson coming back on the other side. Also want to play around with some of the playoff simulations a little bit. Johnny O in hour two. This is Jaguars today. Keep it right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Oh Knows with Jaguars.com's John Osher. Brought to you by Kingfish Pest Control. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. On 1010XL. I heard uh, human nature this morning when I got in the car. I got in my wife's car. I'm always on the AM dial, but... uh, Shared on some music station, and uh, I feel that's one of the more underrated Michael Jackson songs out there. I know this is PYT, but uh, same kind of era right there. Pretty young thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, remember when we thought of Trevor as a pretty young thing? But uh, <laughs> now he's just turnover machine. <sighs> Come on, Trev. Get back to our good graces. Pockets, what do we got for the, the peeps on Friday? I got four tickets to the Gator Bowl. What? Clemson, Kentucky. You also get tickets to the touchdown party, which is a little tailgate scenery before the game starts at 10 a.m. You want those tickets? I'll let your boy at 641 uh, What are we taking here? You got four tickets to take in the fourth caller, or we, you want to do? Uh, yeah, I'll do car four. Is that right? All right. That'll work. That, that, that will be, uh, that'll be groovy at 641 You want to go to the Gator Bowl tonight, have Friday off. Look, I don't know. They're your tickets once you win them, so. You know, I don't know what the resale value is of four Gator Bowl tickets, but the the touchdown um, pregame party as well. All right, they're out there listening. Sometimes that's a little heat check right there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I get it, man. You know, every day. Oh, God, here they go again. Trevor and the turnovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four-game losing streak. We're going to talk about that. We're, there, there's well beyond Trevor. Uh, the lack of of quality tackling on this football team, mm-hmm. uh, or at least – the fact that it's gone downhill, I thought they started it's, the season outstanding in that department, yeah. right? I, I really did think they were. In fact, I recall noting it a few times, like, wow, man, they're getting to the point where they're sticking a guy and that guy's not getting it, you know, might lean forward a yard, but nobody's breaking tackles. And um, that's, yeah, that, you that know, Sunday against Buffalo, it was impressive. Outstanding, yeah. right? I mean, like, noteworthy how good it looked. And, is that what is that? Is that desire? You know, it's not like they don't know how to tackle, no, yeah. right? I mean, I, you know, I hear Coach Campo talking about this. I think it was yesterday. Basically, like you, you get taught how to tackle all throughout your football playing life, and then you, you know, you get to this level where we're really spending time on the fundamentals. But D- there's Doug Peterson. When I hear fundamentals after week sixteen. What are we doing? Yeah. Right. And that's in the post game. We got to get back to fundamentals. Like, really? Like the building blocks, the basics. And I get it. Everything starts there, but how you don't have that aspect. I, I'm not saying you never have a fundamental breakdown ever, right? But it's when you have the head coach talking about it after a four game losing streak where you're turning it over, you're making a bunch of self inflicted mistakes. I'm not saying other teams aren't beating you. You know, don't hear that, but just not. Yeah. Acceptable. I think they are the the fact that the head coach is talking about things like that in that regard at this point in the season speaks to 
how lost in the weeds they really are right now, right? Just trying to find some kind of solid footing again within this season because, yeah, it's ridiculous for anyone to have to stand up and say, we got to get back to the fundamentals. But when you're losing the way they're losing in the last month, right? They've lost four in a row. Everything's falling apart for them. I, I don't know what else a coach can even stand up and say when he's asked questions about what's going on with the team, except, you know, we we just we, got we back, gotta we back gotta to get the better. <laughs> like it's I don't know how else he can even answer those questions without just screaming for the entirety of the press conference because that's the level of frustration he has to in reality be feeling. Well, let's hear what Doug said. He was asked yesterday about uh, missed tackles or commented on uh, how that's been an unappreciated aspect of their recent play. Yeah, you know, you thought just again uh, a month or so ago we, we were, you know, a good tackling football team and and um, you know doing some doing some good things, stopping a run, at least slowing the run down. And uh, you know, it's it's, um, uh, it's again, it's a conscious effort, right? It's it's making making sure you're doing those things in practice. You're, you're drilling those, even though you're you're out of out of pads. You're not doing live tackling drills in practice, but you can still work the fundamentals and the details of, of drills and things of that nature. And and again, it's just a uh, it's a mindset. It's the you know playing defense is a level of physicality and. And having a mindset that that you know uh, you're going to make that tackle. So uh, you know we've got to get back to doing that. You got to get all 11 guys swarm into the football, and um, you know that's also where 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 takeaways can can come right when um, they're punching at the ball or swiping at the ball. Um, you know are all are all positives when you're when you're gang tackling like that. Right. If it works mm-hmm. when you're trying to do the peanut Tillman and you punch that thing out and you're like, oh, that's fantastic. That's a headsy play. But when it doesn't work, you're like, why don't you just wrap the damn guy up? Yeah. Right. And, and so I get that. You do encourage guys to be aggressive in the turnover mindset. And particularly now when they're committing so many of their own turnovers, you got to balance that out. You see the the number of Jacks are second in the league in forcing turnovers and they're they're three underwater. Like yeah. they've they've allowed three more turnovers or they've Given giving up. away three more than they've I mean, taken. Yeah. And you're second in the league. Yeah. That's an epidemic. Yeah. I thought this while watching the Tampa Bay game on Sunday, those first two drives that the Bucks had, I thought in my mind, I was like, this is the same thing they were doing defensively early in the year, but they got a turnover on one of these downs. Mm. Right, like that's what it felt like to me. It's like they found a way to get the ball back. Ben, Ben, Ben. Right. It was like it's okay if you are forcing NFL teams to go 12, 13 plays to score. You're doing an okay job, right? On defense, if that's what you're doing, because of how tilted everything is towards the offensive side of the ball, you're at least giving your defense opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to make a play. They didn't make any on Sunday in that regard. Uh, Ultimately, when everything was said and done, and you know, listening to Coach talk about the tackling there, I think it echoes another thought that I've had. I think it reflects where they're at in the season from a an execution and effort standpoint at this point, right? It's it's that for whatever reason, early in the season when things were going bad, it's like we got to turn this around now, right? Like we don't have any more time to fool around with any of this. For whatever myriad of reasons inside that locker room there are. For them to not be in that kind of feel that urgency, right? They don't feel like a team when the game kicks off for the last month. When we get to kick off in these games, it doesn't feel like a football team that's saying, all right, now's the time, right? They had that feeling in the Houston game. 
there on the road. That's the way it felt when that game kicked off, and they reacted to that pressure and that moment. It has felt like since then they've just kind of been going through the motions. All right, here's another week. We'll we'll see what happens today. It's it's like the game is dictating to them how the game is going to go, and they dictate nothing. Well, here is Doug yesterday kind of addressing that. Doug Peterson, head coach of your Jacksonville Jaguars, on you know, whether this game felt like it meant more to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's just you get in situations like that where, where you feel or you come away with, uh, you know, a, a feeling that, that uh, you know, a team – you know they were they were playing for the same things that we were playing for, right? And and they they did everything they needed to do to win the game, and, and we didn't. Uh, but yeah, you 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 know you lean on the, the leadership council, the leaders of your team, um, lean on the coaches uh, more, and um, you know just just lock in and focus uh, during the week and then prepare for another game uh, this Sunday. How how is it hard to focus on? You're in first place. It's, it's all right there in front of you. It's hard to explain. It is yeah. almost impossible to explain. When you talk about the leadership council and leaders on this team, you're not talking about, oh, damn, we dropped another pass. It's more it, – this is the emotional readiness, the, the – like he said, the focus, the intensity, the, the – like the, the missed signals that we talked about, things yeah. like that. Like, And this is not the first time it's come up. You know, and Trevor saying it looked like we didn't practice out there, and I, I think Doug took a little exception to that, um, you know, and we'll get into some more of those comments a little bit later on. But, I mean, that that is clearly – I mean, he's saying the Bucks wanted it more. Yeah. And they looked like they wanted it more. How can that be? I'm not saying that that's all in the players. That The coaching staff has to be able to get that out of them. But it has to be – like – so many of these guys are the same guys, Tony, that were here last year when clearly they wanted it, when they were in a more dire situation, and every week they showed up as if it was the last week of the season and they had to win because they basically did. Yeah. They basically had to win out to get to where they wanted to, and they let nothing get in their way. Where did that esprit de corps, that spirit, that everything, where did it go? Yeah, it's it's impossible to explain where it went, and it's – not absolving the quarterback of blame because he's turning the ball over way too much and it's killing him, right? Week to week, it's killing him because I, I think all the other stuff that we were just talking about, if you combine that with the quarterback trying to make superhero plays and turning the ball over while he's doing it, I think that Trevor Lawrence is giving them everything he has, right, each week when he's playing. That's why he injured his shoulder this week. It's, it was a useless play. It's 30 to nothing. And he gets hurt running as hard as he can to go convert a first down on a third down, and his shoulder goes into the ground. Right. Right? Like, the guy is giving everything he has. Now he's doing that and turning the ball over. It has to stop. It's not to absolve him of his responsibility for where they're at. But I don't question Trevor Lawrence's effort. I question a lot of guys and the effort that they're giving week to week right now for this football team because – all of them kind of pulling back for, again, whatever reasons they have in their head for this to be pulled back the way it is right now, it's all adding up to they can't win. And basically, look, I don't think you're saying this, but effort is not a virtue, okay? Effort is a bare minimum expectation. You're paid very well. Very well. And especially, like, I get human nature. If you're 2-13 and 13 right now, uh, you know, we got one foot out the door, right? One and a half. I, mm-hmm. I get it. You're not. Carolina hadn't quit. You're in first place. And, and I get it. I, I also understand that aspect yeah. of it, right? And 
we've seen it happen. That's more understandable. I'm sure there are teams that are showing up right now that have not much to play for that, you know, in any given week look like they don't care. Mm-hmm. That's – I'm not saying it's acceptable, yeah. but – Get up two scores on Sunday and see if Carolina's ready to quit. They right? weren't this week. They weren't this week, but test them again, right? I don't know that the Jacks are in a position where they can, but I'd love to see them try. Uh, by the way, as of about 10 minutes ago, the Jacks officially opened uh, Cam Robinson's 21-day practice window, as we knew that was coming. Yep. And we'll hear from Doug Peterson coming up on his expectation about uh, whether or not Cam will be available this week. All hands on deck, baby. Cam, Zay, mm-hmm. let's go. Uh, as many as we can get back, need them all. And let's get to the playoffs and hope Christian comes and back. And hope Christian comes back. And and again, our question of the day today, presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate, which of these two players do the Jags miss the most when they're unable to go? Christian Kirk, Cam Robinson. Simple uh, two-option poll. And the follow-up is, will the Jags make the playoffs this year? Yes or no? Pretty straightforward right there. You can vote on both of those on uh, X at MD underscore 10 to XL. I'm sure I vehemently stated many times I'd never call it X. I, <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember like three <laughs> three times ago when CBS uh, Sports.com, which mm-hmm. used to be Sportsline, CBS Sport, whatever. Yep. When they changed the look of their website, I, I swore this is multiple generations of changes ago that I'd never use it again. Never use it again. Mm-hmm. So I may – be prone to uh, emotional statements in the moment. So huh. you, you might not be aware of that from me. All right, let's come back. Uh, let's play around with some potential playoff scenarios based on what the Jags might do in the next couple of weeks uh, versus the Panthers and the Titans. And uh, we'll welcome in John Osher at the top of the hour from Jaguars.com as well. And more from Doug Peterson along the way. Six four one ten ten works if you want to get in. On the All Pro Roofing phone lines, you're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Oh no's. With Jaguars.com's John Osher. Brought to you by Kingfish Pest Control, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars on 1010XL. All right. 641-1010. Get to, out to these phone lines in just one sec. Johnny O coming up in about 20 minutes or so. A little bit more from Doug Peterson along the way, weighing in on. The current state of affairs from your Jacksonville Jaguars, and want to dip into the uh, New York Times playoff picture calculator. Mm-hmm. Basically, They're just you know calculating odds, like if this happens versus that happens. Fun with football math. Yes, um, I'll say that you better win a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still a one percent chance you'll make the postseason if you lose the next two weeks, but I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> <laughs> I would not count on it. That feels like old school Jaguar talk, like. Mid-November. Yeah. Tony, if 11 different things happen this week, the Jags will still be in playoff contention for one more week, right? And then you get to one more week, and you're like, oh, seven out of the 11 happened. We're eliminated. Oh, no. With six weeks to go. Time to crank off, (laughs) crank up the uh, draft talk. (sighs) I want to put that off as long as damn possible. 100%. Let's go to James and Nocatee, first in this morning on Jaguars Today. Good morning, James. Good morning, boys. How's Christmas good? Ah, It's all right. How about you? I can't complain. Got the newborn here, so all right. Things are wild, brother. But yeah. look, you brought up a question yesterday. It's like, what can the Jaguars do offensively to improve? One thing I noticed about the offense is that Luke Farrell will catch at least a ball for 15 yards a game and then disappear the rest of the like game. Like 20, 25 yards sometimes, right? And it's like that right. one one they've got. I don't know. It, it is weird, right? Because it happens 
it's always on the first or second drive. It's at least it feels that way, and then never to be seen again. Yes, right. And and then when Doug was having success in Philly with that offense that really didn't have you know the capable quarterback going down the home stretch that turned into a capable quarterback, he was utilizing two tight end sets like crazy. The mesh plays were working constantly. The pitch plays up the middle. The the little just the little things that were were making them successful. I mean, we're not even doing quarterback rollouts really. I mean, the play action game. I know we're not running the ball well, but if they're stacking the box like that, roll out, man. Just roll out. A, a small little combo under an over under route. Just little things. Just, we're not utilizing the middle of the field, and they're constant out routes, and or they're down the field routes. It, it makes me wonder. And another thing. I hate to say it like this, but I mean, it's the most obvious statement that this whole entire offense runs through Travis Etienne. When our, when we were winning, the offense was running through Travis Etienne. When we lose, we, he can't do anything. So, I mean, I know we have a, a really good quarterback, but at the end of the day, if we cannot get Etienne going, we're done though. Like this season is over. We are the Titans of last year. All right, James, appreciate it, man. I, I'll say, you know, Travis Etienne, I'm going to go look at the numbers uh, against Cincinnati and Cleveland. I don't think they were good, right? No. Uh, and they could have easily won either of those two games. That's the thing. They don't need him to go for 150 yards. They just need some credible semblance of something. Uh, 11 for 45, but he did score a touchdown against the Bengals. 14 for 35. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. But he scored a touchdown against the Browns. He, he's been catching the ball. He's had three or four catches for the last month and a half every game. You know, maybe he needs to have more. I mean, he's been pretty damn consistent in terms of the amount of uh, receptions he had. But in terms of, I think when you talk about the offense going through Travis Etienne, you're thinking about running the football, right? And you, here's your main guy, and nobody else is getting any kind of significant carries, 11, 14, 10, and 6. Part of that is, you know, the six, you're behind big, you're banning a run, but part of it is you're banning a run because you're terrible at it. Mm-hmm. And you just can't. I mean, you were not out of the Bengals game. You're not out of the Browns game. And you had 25 combined carries in those games. And uh, I don't have it right in front of me, the exact amount of pass attempts. I bet it was, what, four times as much? Probably, yeah. Maybe not four times as much. But at least double. Three times as much. Yeah, three times as much. I mean, this week it certainly was. They didn't even try. Uh, and that's been kind of the issue for the last three weeks, basically. They don't even try to run the ball. And there are reasons for it. They're completely ineffective doing it. But it puts an awful lot of pressure on a quarterback that's playing through a knee and an ankle and now a head injury. And you add the shoulder on top of it going into this game against Carolina. Like it's that they can't figure out some way to manufacture anything anywhere on the offense that's effective beyond, you know what, okay, let's just put it on Trevor to throw it 50 times again today. It just, they got to figure something else out. It's funny, that's how many times he threw it against Cleveland. 50, right? Cincinnati 29. So basically 3-1, to 79 passes to 25 ETN runs Mm -hmm. at least. In those games, well, it's and not like everyone else is getting a lot in the run game, so no, I right, I'm saying so. You know, it's basically three to one, and yeah. some of the you don't only have that many pass attempts because sometimes you know you get sacks. Those would have been when you know would have been attempts. Sometimes you get Trevor runs that would have been attempts, mm-hmm. and he's just scrambling out of there. I mean, look, we're all armchair offensive coordinators, GMs, head coaches, everything, right? We all are. Myself, Tony, all of us. That's why I'm putting us all in this camp. But it's not like, hey, they just stopped rolling out Trevor Lawrence because he's had the knee and the ankle. We, we've been talking about this for a while. Why don't we get him 
outside on the edge more? Why doesn't he run more mm-hmm. a little bit? You don't want him. He's not Lamar Jackson, but he's not Joe Flacco, right? He's, he's a guy who's capable of giving you some key first downs every single game. Uh, the Luke Farrell thing, Tone, I mean, I don't think Luke Farrell's this dynamic player. I think, to me, they're scheming up those one or two shots a game for him. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like you're catching the defense by surprise. Maybe they're making adjustments, taking away that later on in the game or what it is. You know, because first of all, when Doug won the Super Bowl, he didn't have Dallas Goddard there, right? I th- it was um, – he had Ertz. I think Goddard came the next year. He did. Right? You did have Trey Burton, who was a reasonably big part of the offense. And then – along Cape Goddard, and you had this two-headed tight end attack mm-hmm. uh, for a little while, and I think that's what he had to work with, you know? He didn't have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith like they have now, or yeah. they might have been a more wide receiver-centric offense, but he certainly got experience utilizing two. I just don't think Luke Farrell is anywhere near the level of a, a no. offensive weapon of the guys that we're talking about. No, and I've thought all season long, the last month it's been strange as hurt, right? Like, that's why he has no part in the offense. But every time they threw the ball to Farrell, when Strange was healthy and on the roster, I'm like, why isn't that strange? Like, every time they did, I was like, why isn't that strange? they don't throw to Strange. Right, it's yeah. like, I, I don't understand. This and guy, they do use two tight end sets. They yeah. just don't throw to that second Like, this one. is a guy you thought was worthy of being a second-round pick at oh. that position. Like, why wouldn't the idea of bringing him in be he gives us something as a blocker every time we go into two tight end sets, that's our guy, right? Like, I didn't understand why that wasn't the idea in the first place. Every time Farrell caught a ball, and I'm not saying that's not on Farrell, right? Like, that's on the personnel that's on the field. But every time he did, I just think Strange is the better player right, than Farrell is. And the last month, fine. Farrell makes a big play good. Fine. He's giving you something. I expect nothing out of him week to week. But they put me in a position where going into the season, I thought Strange really could be the number two tight end of this offense and be a decent size uh, portion of whatever they do in those two tight end sets. They've they eliminated that pretty early in the season. It's like, nope, they're just not going to use him that way. Okay. Mandis, Tank Bigsby, and uh... – and Brenton Strange need to do something down the stretch for Trent Baalke not to hear those names every single day yeah. this offseason. Like, I mean, look, again, this, these guys, congratulations on getting yourselves picked in the second and third round, right? Yeah, that's it's not on them. That's part of it. But my goodness, man, uh, I mean, where's the impact? There is none. There certainly was none this week to speak of. Uh, this is the thing with – Farrell, right? You get the one for 28, the one for nine, two for 21, one for five, one for 16. He's got a, he's got one game where he had three catches and he averaged 18 yards a catch in those games. Mm-hmm. He does. It just seems to pop up like they, they have that one and it's probably less than we think. It's just that he catches that one and you're like, all right, he had a 28 yarder against Baltimore. Didn't catch a ball against Tampa. Didn't catch a ball. Didn't have a target against Cleveland or Tampa. Mm-hmm. Ha- caught one for nine yards against Cincinnati. So it's not like, you know, that's like yeah. an odd reception here and there it's, is commonplace. For the last month, it makes sense, again, because Strange has been hurt, right? But that there has never been... Well, he's only had two catches in that month. Right. It's, it's that there is nothing to a second tight end basically in this offense, and that surprises me given what we've seen from Doug Peterson and that they spent a second-round pick 
on a tight end this year in this year's draft that he's had as little impact on the offense as he's had, and they've been having to deal with all kinds of moving pieces on that side of the ball on top of it. That a second-round tight end that you feel like can be some kind of impact somewhere for you in the pass game at some point uh, just hasn't had many opportunities yeah. to be. I, I don't like. I do feel the same way as our caller. Like they hit that big one sometimes to Farrell, and then they never go back to him. They hit one early. It yeah. always seems like it's early, first drive, or second drive. They hit a play to Farrell, and then they never go back to him again. And but you really look at it; it hasn't happened that often at all this year. He's got 12 catches on the whole year, yeah. right? So it's not like every game he's doing this. Like early on, no catch. First, Indianapolis, no catches. Kansas City, no catches. Usually no targets in these games. Uh, Houston, one for four. Two for 10 against Atlanta, right? One for 16 against Buffalo. Then he went two weeks without a target. Then he caught one for five. Then he didn't have a target. So I think it's when he does catch one, they're imprinting in our mind for mm-hmm. some reason, right? Because he only has 12 of them. Yeah. And a lot of them have gone for minimal yardage. And But it does feel like every once in a while they, they do hit a nice one to him, and then they never go back later in the game. So I do tend to agree with that. But that may be just more of our feeling about watching it than any, you know, that he's really – he's not doing this consistently. You know, it's no. it's once or twice a month he's making a decent catch and then – they're not going back to him because they probably feel like they've got – I mean, think about it. Who do you want the ball going to? Do you want to go into Luke Farrell or do you want to go into Evan Ingram or Calvin Ridley or when they're healthy, Christian Kirk or sure. Zay Jones or any of these other guys and or you know, handing it to Travis Etienne or throwing it to him? All those are better options generally. The running part may not be a great option right now, but it is what it is because you do have to run it to some degree. All right, we'll uh, run it back with Johnny O in hour two. If you're on the line, stay there. And we'll get to you coming up. Uh, we'll play around with the uh, playoff prediction machine as well and see just how dire or not dire the Jaguars' current situation is in terms of making the postseason. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and Dylan Denmark here with you halfway home. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Nobody knows the Jags like Johnny O. Oh knows. Brought to you by Kingfish Pest Control. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. On 1010XL. Oh, yes. Johnny O is here. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Cheery at the cheery. office? Uh, well, Christmas spirit? And I said cheery at the office. I haven't seen a whole lot of people at the office. I, did, I worked from home yesterday, so I haven't really, uh, I don't really have a vibe of the stadium yet. Mm. I, I was there this morning. Uh, so, I, it's not a great vibe, but... <laughs> you know, uh, I I expect when we start talking to players and coaches this afternoon, it'll be let's let's rally them and get them going. What else can you do? Yeah. I suppose, although you know, looking at that comment Doug made yesterday, basically, I'm paraphrasing it. We played it, but the Bucks wanted it more. Like the Bucks, real well, that Bucks was the, in the same position. I'm talking about yesterday. I didn't really get the vibe he was saying that yesterday, but he absolutely said it. I mean, he absolutely said it post game. Well, it was cut is I think it's cut two, right? Play it again, pockets. This was basically along those lines. Question about you know what the Bucks did versus what the Jags mm-hmm. did. Let's listen again. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's just you get in situations like that where where you feel or you come away with uh, you know a, a feeling that that uh, you know a team 
you know, they, they were they were playing for the same things that we were playing for, right? And and they they did everything they needed to do to win the game, and, and we didn't. Uh, but yeah, you 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 know, you lean on the, the leadership council, the leaders of your team, um, lean on the coaches uh, more, and um, you know, just just lock in and focus uh, during the week and, and prepare for another game uh, this Sunday. Yeah, if he was saying they did the things like they made the right. plays, you wouldn't go. This is on the leadership council. Yeah. Right? They, they, I mean, well, he said it after the game. So I understand. Same, but, I mean, like, yeah, same thing. with right. a couple of days to reflect, sometimes yeah. you don't get that same response. Right. Right? And so, it's the, like, John, I just don't understand. Like, and, and, again, as Tony pointed out, you got a two-win Carolina team playing their ass off last mm-hmm. week. They could easily – they're down. They don't care. What, they, what difference does it make, you know? Um, well, but – But teams they, like they that. Fought. Right. And – that's the danger this week. You you know, you get some turnover in the first quarter, don't play well in the first quarter. These teams that are, quote, out of it, give them a chance and stay in it by the second quarter. All of a sudden, they're walking around going, well, instead of mailing it in today, we're going to play hard. We, we're going to – right, right. because for, for no other – it's fun, right? We want to put something anyway. good on tape. We're here right? And, right. and it's not <laughs> – like, I do think it permeates an organization. Like, we always say players don't tank. Organizations do sometimes, Correct. right? But I do think that mindset, like when we were talking about oh, the Jags keep losing, Trevor Lawrence is the prize, that's got to seep down to some degree, I think, right? When you hear that over and over and over. Yeah. In their case, They're they traded away their picks. Right. They have no incentive to lose. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it helps them minimally down the line, you know, in no. later rounds and things like that. But. Now, their vibe right now, my understanding is, uh, they know there's going to be a change in the offseason. They're obviously interim everything. It's a, hey, let's go ahead and have fun. Save the season, save our careers for some of them. And sort of a rally the bunch of, hey, we're doing this for two more weeks. Nobody knows, almost a replacements kind of thing. You know, the movie, hey, we're doing this for as long as we can do it. Let's go play. Let's go play hard and see if we can beat these guys. You think DJ Chark will be fired up to play this game this week? Uh I would guess, sure. I would, I would think yeah. so. I mean, yeah. I think it's just natural anytime you're going against your former team. Yeah. You know, even if you don't feel like they did you wrong or anything right. like that, right? Hey, you want to show you shouldn't have been let go, the whole thing. To me, all the Carolina stuff is fine. Uh, I Above any game this year, this is about – do the Jaguars show up and play better than they did last week? Sure it is. I mean, but, that, so, but but that's a big part, I think, of what Doug was talking about there. Like, the Bucks had everything. The Bucks were 7-7. Seven seven. We were 8-6. and six. We're both playing for, you know, trying to win the division, and, and it's all right there, and who knows? You know, nobody thinks either one's a Super Bowl favorite or anything like that, but right. show like you want to make yeah. the postseason. You know? I said, I've said multiple times since that game, at this point, I don't really know. I know there's stuff we're going to analyze all week. Uh, I got to see him show up on Sunday. Is the bottom line? I I don't I, I don't care about I that think much that's else. All what we're talking about yeah. here, though, like what? How can that be? How can it all? How can you be in first place? How can you have it all within your control? Whether yeah. you go to the postseason or not, if for no other reason that get a playoff check. I mean, yeah. just financially, it's better for you to make the postseason. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean. I, yeah, the respect from your peers, yeah. the bragging rights. Well, it's that in your division. Like on top of that, you know, a month ago they're playing for the one seed in the AFC on Monday Night Football, right? But I felt like they played hard that night and lost. Mm-hmm. 
They played hard the next week against Cleveland, made mistakes, and lost. Yeah. They played hard the next week right. against Baltimore and lost. And then against Tampa, it's like, where'd it go? Yeah, what you hope is that that's the one-off, Christmas Eve travel, whatever, all that. Because I agree with you. That's what I, it, I keep going back all week to what Tony just said. Yes, there were flaws in the four-game losing streak. But the first three games, I could at least point to things and say, okay, Cincinnati is a good veteran team, played hard, lost in overtime. Uh, Cleveland, really, really good right now. They blew three coverages and lost. Yeah, and the Ravens might be the best team in football. So all that sort of made sense. The performance against the Buccaneers made no sense. So uh, there's part of you that thinks, okay, Let's show that's a one-off and right. play better Sunday. And they reached a mental breaking point. I that's mean, that, what I won't know until Sunday. Right. And that's, I, right. Still very salvageable in terms yeah. of making the – like, and people – and I know because I get it all the time. You don't think they're really going to do anything if they get there. I don't know I don't what know. they're going to do. Weird I want to see it play out. Right. right. I mean, even if they win one game, was last year not a tremendous postseason – Ultimately, a disappointment, but it left you wanting more. Right. But, it, I mean, just that one home game, man, what that can mean and, and what that, I've that the memories like you can week. create. Oh, what's the point? Should should they just tank the season but Guess now? what? I'm probably The point that, is to make the playoffs. Here's, here's the other point. <laughs> right. There are probably six teams. We could probably come up with six teams that if we drafted those six, we'll give you the field and we'll bet you a lot that we've got the Super Bowl champ, right? So what's the sure. point for the other eight playoff right. teams? What's the point for the other half dozen teams that just miss out? Well, right. I mean, you play. The point is you've been in the postseason seven or eight times in your franchise history. You, you, Go be that, in it again. You play to win. You play for the chance to play in the postseason right. and, and see and, what happens. And we've all seen playoffs. We've all been watching this enough to know you don't know what's going to happen. In the right. I mean, now, uh, granted, you've you got to have a team that's capable of doing that. Right, I mean, and I don't know if they are right. or, or not. You know, they may just not be personnel-wise where they are in the offensive line, the injuries at, at some key positions. And I'm not making excuses. I'm just talking about realities, right? Mm-hmm. It may not happen for them, but let's get but there it, and find yeah. out. If man. you say anything, it's an excuse, Mike. Yeah. Ah, sure. But it's <laughs> like part of me, and I'm with you. Like I don't, I don't expect this team to make a deep playoff run, right? It's impossible to expect that with what we've seen for the last month, specifically what you saw Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I do think the team is better with Cam Robinson and Christian Kirk on the field. Mm-hmm. And if they go into the playoffs, there's a real chance that they'll have Cam Robinson and Christian Kirk on the field, right? At the same time, again, when they get back to that point in the season, now they got to win their way in to the opportunity to see what that looks like again for this football team. But I think they're much better if they get a couple of Mm -hmm. guys back. One of them, it looks like Cam's going to be back this week for the football team. I think they're better with those two guys on the field, and there's a chance that they could play in a playoff game for this franchise. I think that matters in the long run for what the end of this season could look like for the Jags. I'm not letting the Tampa Bay game put me in a mood where I'm like, it doesn't matter. They can't beat anybody. We're done. Like, I'm just not going into that headspace. All right, let's uh, see what headspace Terrence, our good friend up in Georgia, is in this morning. Terrence, uh, happy holidays to you. How are you? Happy holidays, mate. Hey, uh, John and Fat Tony. Hey. Uh, I'm actually in Florida with my brother. Okay. But, um, Mike, y'all might not think. Y'all, I'm gonna say this. I think if CJ start 
and win. I think this is deja vu. I think we're going to go deep. We might win the Super Bowl because this is right up Doug Allen. He won the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. So I think this is deja vu. CJ starts Sunday win. I wouldn't let Trevor come back in. Okay, Terrence. I would not. <laughs> Thanks, Terrence. Have a, good, have a good rest of your year. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> Terrence also thought they should draft Robert Aguayo mm-hmm. in the first round. The kicker out of Florida State. All right, so Terrence, sorry, that's that's factual history. <laughs> I do think for the first time in <sighs> whatever has been going on with Trevor Lawrence for the last month, I don't think it's ever been a question in my mind whether or not he should start that week. I think the addition of the the injury to a throwing shoulder mm-hmm. for the first time in this whole process, I at least have the thought. I I don't know, right? Whether or not I think he should play. Yeah, this to week. me, if if he can practice. On some sort of a level, Thursday and Friday, maybe not today if you're getting one more week, it, if you can get him in practice and work on the continuity things, he hasn't played well the last two times without practice. It, it, Cleveland, good pass defense, didn't play great, but made some plays too. Uh, the not practicing part this week, if he can't practice, would give me pause. Yeah, right. Look, we said last week, concussion – uh, protocol it's a yes no it's a green light red light right. right you're either cleared or you're not cleared with the shoulder there's gonna be yeah well i can throw but am i doing further damage there's you know there's yeah. i i feel like there's a lot more that goes into it. it's not right. just a yes no there's a much more higher degree of subjectivity instead of Absolutely. checking off these neurological boxes and tests right the people last week who kept saying well trevor still looks conc-. well no he wasn't because he he clearly, he clearly wasn't because the, he literally passed the protocols, right. the baseline tests, all these things. Right. But it, it, this look, the idea that <sighs> C.J. Beathard's not in the same solar system as Trevor Lawrence right. in terms of being a quarterback in the NFL, man. And I, I look, they may win this game with E.J. Perry or Matt mm-hmm. Barkley because it's the Panthers, right. and we'll never know. No. Right, like Trevor. See, I told win. you. Well, Trevor could win this game. They'll go. We would have won by more with Beathard. Yeah, you know, no, you can't right. prove it. You can't prove what didn't happen. But opinions are facts. Sometimes <laughs> to some people, but like the idea that C.J. Beathard. I mean, it's not like they chose to go with Nick Foles. They went to him because Carson Wentz was done for the year. Right. They had to go to Nick Foles. And you make the best of what you've got. And if anybody thinks that this offense is going to go to the Super Bowl, Terrence, with C.J. Beathard, with all the other issues they're having, I mean. If <sighs> if they had a Guayo, maybe. <laughs> True. True. You can't. He's available, I hear. He is you can't available. Underestimate that. <laughs> it wasn't a long and storied NFL career for that guy. All right. So let's take a break. If you're on the line, be right there when we come back and we'll take you. Coming out the other side. I want to jump in on the playoff uh prediction machine uh, and see what the Jags' chances are depending on what they do the next couple of weeks. So we'll do that as well on the other side with John Osier here. If you want to get in, 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. His name is John Osher. Oh, no's. Brought to you by Kingfish Pest Control, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars on 1010XL. All right, oh, often knows. 
Not right just now. his opinion if he doesn't. You know, we don't all have all the answers. We might not even have half the answers right now, but uh, we'll keep asking the questions. What's wrong? one answer. Okay, which one are you looking for? What happened Sunday? Oh. <laughs> no. And, and, uh, yeah, I I can't explain that, but beyond that, I'm maybe right. not. We'll, we'll get into maybe what happens not. if they win and if they lose on Sunday in a moment. John on the west side wants to weigh in. Uh, we'll get Tony taking us around the league, and we'll get to that. John, good morning. You're on Jaguars today. Go ahead, please. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Yeah. Terrence must be getting the egg, hitting the eggnog. Uh, Terrence is Terrence, man. That's that. That's not surprising. I love him, though. I I, I love the we guy. We do too. I, really I, I I literally love Terrence. He's a. Uh, I consider him a personal friend. But man, is that guy. <laughs> uh, you know it. Hey, Tony. Oh. You know, <laughs> I love the guy. But uh, Tony says he's not going there with his mindset. I'm already there. I apologize, and if I'm Mister Negative, but we can't block anyone. We can't rush the passer. We can't run the ball. We can't stop turn it over. We can't stop the run, and we can't defend the pass. And our record at home stinks. So uh, if we win another game the rest of the year, we'll it'll be a miracle. And and I'm sorry for the negativity, but I'm just I'm just I don't I'm have sick. a problem with I'm any sick. Jaguar fan feeling that way. I really don't. Uh-huh. I mean, you, you've it's had, the only way to feel after what happened Sunday. You had a four game losing streak, right. and you played your worst performance of the year. And and you've got the coach kind of questioning whether they're doing all the things, John, that they need to do yeah. being in this position. I don't think that's you know. And by the way, your opinion of that should have no impact on what actually happens on the field. So feel away. Right. You know what I mean? Like nobody. I I don't I don't have any issue. With anybody yeah. who thinks, and, and, and yeah. my answer for the question of the day is, uh, they missed the playoffs. And uh, that seemed uh, obvious. You guys, man. have a happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> Likewise, I'll have. I hope. Hopefully, you'll have a happier one if they actually do beat the Panthers. So yeah. on New Year's Eve, your point, John. No, it, it's uh, off of a game like that. It's up to the Jaguars now to show people they're wrong, because they put out a performance that looked listless, looked uninspired in a huge game. So if they're not that team, if they're the team that they think they are, then go show it on Sunday. It's, I mean, it's obviously winnable. There's right. no reason you shouldn't. Go do it. I, I, I don't want to hear it anymore. Look, you can uh, – every sports team's this way at some point in the season. Oh, no, I thought we were going to win this game. All right, well, maybe you're earning your way into that territory right now, and I don't think it's that dire because right. of the opponent. Nobody thought we could do it. We knew we could do it. Right, and like, well, right. what evidence did you have? Or how about – I love that, too. That How about all the times we did think you could right. do it and you let us down, right? right? Like, wh- why don't you get up there going, everybody thought we could win oh. and we couldn't win. Look, oh. I'm fine if they use whatever they're hearing oh. the past month as inspiration to get through. Y'all didn't believe However it. However long well, the run okay. they can okay, make, fine. please let it be a Super Bowl. They're talking about – Right. Remember that month? Y'all, y'all didn't win. We I think we win the Super Bowl tone. Okay. We're happy you made it, buddy. Yes. Yeah. I will be uh, all bandwagoning all week long in Vegas. <laughs> uh, no question about it. All right, Pockets. Well, why don't we uh, set up Tony to take us around the league? Now, Gems Around the NFL. Brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. Houston quarterback C.J. Stroud, who has missed the last two games in the concussion protocol, is expected to participate in practice today there for the Texans. Indianapolis has placed safety Julian Blackman on injured reserve and signed safety Henry Black to their active roster off of the Pittsburgh Steelers practice squad. Washington has named Jacoby Brissett as their starting quarterback over Sam Howell for week 
17. Terod Taylor has been named as the New York Giants starting quarterback this week. Minnesota tight end TJ Hawkinson suffered an ACL and MCL injury on Sunday. Will miss the remainder of the season. Cleveland has placed quarterback Dorian Thompson-Walker on IR with a hip injury and signed quarterback P.J. Walker to the active roster from their practice squad. Wide receiver Amari Cooper missed practice for the second day in a row on Tuesday. New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson has been ruled out for their matchup against the Browns on Thursday night football. I don't think uh, Amari's dropped another 51 this week. Probably not. I Actually, I, I'm facing him in a championship match. By the way, uh, what is it? Uh, just had it up. Satchel Wetzel, I think, is uh, who knocked me out and did it in convincing fashion in one of the playoff leagues. I just wanted to give credit to the folks who made it in uh, to the Jaguars Today League playoffs that weren't us. Tony made it in one league. Mm-hmm. Um, I made it in another league. Cristiano, our South American producer, and I will have a head-to-head for one championship. I did not make it. You did not make it, right? <laughs> D-Rock didn't make it. Taylor didn't make it. Satchel Wetzel... Uh, beat the living tar out of me this week. Um, I, I pissed it away, like Trevor said, <laughs> okay, multiple times. Didn't look like practice. I, I really didn't. I had no <laughs> chance. All right. Uh, he will take on uh, the Fan Cam McManus team, meaning Fan Cam's team. McManus has zero to do with this. <laughs> yep. But here's the issue, right? And and then Tony plays Ben Young. I just wanted to shout out their names of the folks, the the folks who took the effort to. Apply for a team. They got in. They made it to the championship week. So Ben is playing. If he beats you, Ben gets a spot next year. Yep. I mean, basically, Fan Cam and Cristiano have been grandfathered in the last couple of years. Uh, so Satchel's playing for a spot next year, and that's about what's up for grabs <laughs> right now uh, for those folks. And of course, you know, championship glory, which uh, is very important. All right. If the Jags win out, obviously they're in the postseason. We know that they win the division. Okay. If they lose out, they have a 1% chance to make the playoffs. Not even worth talking about all the permutations that would be necessary. You they don't need, deserve if you lose out. Uh, so, right. Well, you do if you sure. make it, you deserve it, right? I mean, that's how it is. You know, if you're – if you yeah. are, With everything going on in the AFC, if you're 8-9 and nine and get a wild card, that would be That would mean all the other point. teams yeah. deserved it less. Yeah. I mean, you right. know, but I don't expect it Someone's going to gonna win a game. Yeah. So, if they beat the Titans – and lose to the Panthers. Jags are 80% chance to make the playoffs, right? Huge game, obviously, against the Titans. But if they beat the Panthers and lose to the Titans, they're still at 63% mm-hmm. chance. I think the big game this week, like, who'd you pick? Texans at home with C.J. Stroud or the Titans as the visitor? I'm, I'm picking it. I would think the Texans would yeah. win that game, right? I mean, uh, they, they won one of two games without C.J. Stroud. So we have the Texans to win. This is assuming the Jags beat the Panthers but lose to the Titans, okay? Drops the Jags' playoff chances to 53%. But if the Colts lose this week, and they're playing the Raiders, and, you know, normally you'd be like, uh, you know, based on the way the season's gone, well, that's pretty good for the Colts, but the Raiders just went into Kansas City and won. Now, maybe there's an emotional letdown, but I don't think so. They're really rallying around Antonio Pierce. So if the Raiders win and the Jags beat the Panthers, lose to the Titans, Jags are back up to a 63% chance to make the postseason. So then it comes down to the final week. If the Colts win, the Jags will make the postseason as a wild card, basically. That's it. So – 
if the Colts, we need the Colts to lose this week, mm-hmm. big time. If the Colts lose and the Jags win, it sets up a scenario where the Jags can lose to the Titans and still get in and actually be the division champs because right. the Colts will tie with and the Jags will have the tiebreaker. Jags win the division in that scenario. Right. If the Jags finish tied for first, they get in pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much, right. Now, if the Texans win. As long win, as the Texans lose one of the two, which they would have Well, they'd to. have to to be tied. Right. So right. that's what, yeah. Right. But if the Texans win both and the Jags lose to the Titans, Jags still have a 10% chance to make the postseason. That would be as a wild card. Uh, only as a wild yeah. card. Correct. But the big one, if the Titans could somehow beat the Texans this week, okay, and the Colts lose, so the, the Jags are basically locked in then no matter they, what happens in that final week. Yeah. If they, well, right. If both of the other two teams lose. And the Jags it, win, the Jags are in. They're in. They clinch. They, they win the division. Right. They clinch on Sunday in that scenario. Not counting on that. But I am probably thinking the Raiders are going to beat the Colts oh, right the way, now. Yeah, I mean, and the Titans, even with C.J. Stroud, the Titans are capable of winning that game. Just they're, as they're capable. capable of, uh, of beating the Jaguars in the last game. Don't just, think that the, the Titans, I don't know how they'll feel about this week's game. They will all hands on deck rally the troops. I don't think this will be one foot on vacation. I think this will be, I mean, if nothing now, Arden Key is going to get them like, hey, they did. we did this to you last year. You can right. turn around and do it to them, and I think they'll realize that. A lot of the same guys will be there. Like, yeah. same It'll exact the scenario. It, 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 in that kind of a game, just like on Sunday, say d- don't let them hang around. I thought you were going to say throw the records out the window. No, don't <laughs> let them hang around. I mean, if you get up on a team like that, if you're up 10, often you can put them away because then uh, the air goes out. But if they're hanging around, then all of a sudden they start saying, well, why not? Let's go ahead and do it. We're here anyway. Let's get Devin on the north side, and then we'll take a break here. Uh, Devin, you're on Jaguars today. Good morning. Uh, good morning, guys. What's up? I was just calling in because – I've been watching the games, and me personally, from my experiences of watching the game, Trevor isn't going through his progressions, and I've been hearing a lot of excuses for Trevor. I just feel like, like one caller said before, we need to let a backup in to get Trev to get his mind right or something because he's not going through his progressions. He's, he doesn't have that it factor like Joe Burrow and some of the other quarterbacks that I've seen who go through their progressions or who dink and dump off to their running back. Even though we can't run with Travis Etienne, we need to get him on the screens or dink and dump plays or something to get him active. That's all I had to say, man. All right, appreciate it. Um, I will say that Logman said he yeah, flat out missed Ridley like open several times. I, I don't think that – I've heard no indication from the coaching staff or anybody that Trevor's not going through his progressions. Right? No. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, has he missed guys? And maybe he sees something – like earlier, maybe his first read is kind of iffy, and and if he had just been a little more patient, yeah. he could have gone to Ridley. Maybe there's. I'm I'm not saying everything's perfect in that right. regard. I'm not trying to make any excuses. Trevor Lawrence needs to play way better. Yeah, this missing. idea that we're gonna play a backup, we're gonna play right. C.J. Beathard, and you think this is a better opportunity? You got nothing else working on offense, so you want to go to the less talented quarterback? Oh my god, doesn't make much sense right. to me. Missing guys does not equate. Not going through your progressions. I mean, but he was saying not missing him like uh, with an errant throw, like 
no, I mean, had Ridley right. open on multiple occasions I, and just didn't see him. I I covered Peyton for years. He missed guys open. You just don't see it sometimes. I mean, there are certain plays with certain reads where you don't get to it. Uh, you don't see it. It's your third read, and you're reading something else. Uh, it happens. But that is not as concerning to me as the turnovers, the protecting the ball when you're under pressure. For sure. Uh, those are the things that are unusual right now. Uh, not the reads, not the progression. Keep in mind, generally, now the Cincinnati game was different um, because that game was still in doubt, but usually when C.J. Beathard sees the field, it's over, right? Mm-hmm. Against Tampa, the game's over, basically. They're defending you differently at that point. They, go ahead, complete a few passes. You know, you're not gonna, As long as you're not hitting the big one over the top on us, we don't care. Can't beat us yeah. at this point. He played in time. well against the Bengals and good for him. He did, and and the, but the big play against the Bengals was aided by a holding call, and you know it didn't count. So yeah. I mean, again, would have loved for him to have the opportunity to try and win that game down the stretch, but we look, wouldn't be having a lot of the conversations we're having. We wouldn't have any if they had won that game. Well, sure, in terms of where the Jags stand, yeah. right? But the I get it. The quarterback is not playing his best, but I don't think a guy with a 2-10 and 10 career record is the answer to come in and save this season. I, just, I mean, I don't even think it's close no. to yeah. the answer. So I, I'm not entertaining that for one second. I think, you, I think Tony said earlier, if you play him, it's by necessity. Yeah. Not one. The shoulder That's, isn't going to work for Trevor this week. we got to play CJ. you're concerned CJ. about yeah. lack of practice. You're concerned about something else. But you don't play him because you think he gives you a better chance if all things are equal. Because he doesn't. Well, of course. I mean, right. If he did. But that, that, that you, if you don't think that, you don't see. So, are these people just, is it just frustration with the situation? Or do they really think that C.J. Beathard gives the Jags a better chance to make a deep playoff run than Trevor Lawrence does? I, I don't either. But, I mean, they're not alone. There's more. No. Like, I think they're crazy. But they have some company. So, <laughs> Enjoy. All right, we'll come back, uh, take a look at today's dueling questions of the day and weigh in on those ourselves before we get out of here with Johnny O. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Oh, no. Jaguars.com's John Osher. Brought to you by Kingfish Pest Control, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, welcome to the final episode. Oh, no, this is not the Sopranos. Never mind. Um... You were all hoping. You were hoping so hard. I was watching so that hard. yesterday. Were you? Yeah. You ever watch the whole th- the final episode you're watching? Oh, yeah. Is I that see. why you're playing this? No. I just, I don't know. Everybody's so depressing right kind now. Kind of a divisive uh, last episode of The Sopranos right there. I enjoyed it. I finished uh, A Murder at the End of the World mm-hmm. yesterday. Good. Seven episodes. It was pretty good. All yeah. Right. I thought it was pretty good. Seen it. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I saw it. Yeah. It was know, interesting. Just, uh. Murder mystery yeah. kind of dealio. I thought it was an interesting twist on things. So it's on Hulu. All right. Check it out or not. I don't really care. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's uh, weigh in on today's questions of the day, Pockets. 10, 10, 10, 10, take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10, 10, take. Brought to you by JNM Roofing Jacksonville, your storm restoration specialists. All right, which of these two players do the Jags miss the most when they're unable to play? Christian Kirk, Cam Robinson, uh, well noted. Cam, the Jags are six and one with him, two and six without. 
Uh, they're officially 0-3 without Kirk, but really 0-4 because he didn't play most of the Cincinnati game. I'm going to say it's Kirk because I don't feel like – I have to believe at this moment in time that Walker Little is a better facsimile replacement for Cam Robinson than Parker Washington yeah. is for Chris. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like It's fair. Like, I feel like the, the – and that is a one-for-one one replacement. As Doug Peterson said yesterday. Third-year guy versus rookie replacement. Right. So and, yeah. and Cam, if Cam's back, Walker Little's going to be the swing tackle. So, it's not like you're going to swing him inside. He's going to be a backup. He'll be off the field, and Cam Robinson will go. Um, They miss Cam. I do. I mm-hmm. absolutely think they, they miss both. Yeah, just because you choose one doesn't mean the other doesn't matter. The answer is both, right? right. The answer, but the answer is – most, so it's not both. It's like obviously they miss them both a lot. Got to choose one or the other. You guys agree on Kirk or I would yeah, go, go yeah, I'd go with Kirk. I, like if Kirk's on the field, then Parker Washington's not on the field, not knowing where to run a route, right? And I or, think that's or, been a big or, factor in the last. Month. It, it doesn't seem like they that Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk get off being on the same page very often. No. Right? You don't see much no. miscommunication. To give him more than just Evan Ingram when he drops back on third down saying, I got to find Evan, right? Like yeah. somewhere. Like that's what it feels like right now to give him somebody else that he has that kind of chemistry with, I think it would make a big difference. 61% go with Kirk. Um, don't fault anybody for going with the cam option. It's, no. You know, it's a personal opinion. They can't and- run the ball at all. They Correct. got no attitude up front. At all. And Cam Robinson gives him an opportunity with both. So, Johnny O. Yes, Mike. Employee of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. <laughs> I note, uh, will the Jags make the playoffs this season? Yes or no? I'll go with yes. I, mean, I, th- I think they will. Um, What's your confidence level they win this week? Because if they don't win this week, yeah, then I think psychologically going on the road, I think Tennessee will be up for that game. I think then the the number drops precipitously. Uh, Was my confidence level? Um, 63%. All right. I mean, but it's better than (laughs) 50-50, right? Yeah. I mean, we did this poll basically last week, but we offered win the division or make it as a wild card options, right? When you combine them, each of them would put them in the postseason. I'm going to trust that – the mess of Tampa, that level was a one-off, and that they're more the team we saw for three weeks that that was close fighting with a chance. I think that team's enough to beat Carolina. So I, I say 63.5%. Right. Last week, 72% plus thought they'd make the playoffs. This week, 58%. So, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, um, am I wrong? Did Who did Green Bay beat? Didn't they beat somebody the week before, or am I misremembering? They thought they lost the week. Maybe before. they did lose yeah. the week before. They, but was it was it Philly like two weeks ago that they beat? I forget. <sighs> yeah, I'm probably misremembering. But you know what I mean? Like, like who thought that the Panthers were going to give Green Bay much of a game? You know, based on where things were headed, they had just won their second game of the season in the most ugly fashion, right. and it felt like their Super Bowl, right? And yet. They get down big. They come fighting all the way back, tied at thirty. Oh, the yeah. week before Tampa beat Green Bay, big. The week before, but yeah, that was with Baker and. I'm that's right. Back. That's right. Because Baker was the, had the perfect quarterback. I'm rating. looking at it now. Green Bay, the week before that, lost at the Giants. Okay, so they've been on a bit of a slide. Yeah. All right. Well, much like this team. All right. Uh, let's welcome in not XL Prime Time. It's the Blue Hacker collaboration into the afternoon with Rick Blue. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. 
Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Rick? Yeah. What's going on, man? I think of it with Hacker and I kind of like a, uh, a one-time super group. It's a little bit like Blind Faith. Okay. Maybe a little <laughs> bit like Asia. Um, damn Yankees. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh I guess. They, they yeah. tried this. Like, I, I what do you think? The traveling Wilburys. Right? Um, I can't put them over the Wilburys. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Wasn't that another one of those yeah. like super group kind yeah. of collaborations? 16-year-old Stevie Winwood was with the Spencer Davis group, right? Then he went to... Uh, Blind Faith and then Traffic, Traffic I believe. The yeah. Damn Yankees is the one. That the Damn Yankees. Right. It was like Ted Knight playing like harmony. Right. It was like <laughs> rhythm, you know, with his three fingers. But uh, uh, Rick, I don't know. Who do the Jags miss more, Christian Kirk or Cam Robinson? Christian Kirk. Yeah, that's what we all yep. felt as well. I mean, obviously they miss them both. Right. And they they could use an infusion of yep. whatever Cam's got. A little angry, a little attitude, a little moxie, what mm-hmm. have you, man. But, but it's uh, Kirk. Yeah, for me it is. If if the Jags win this week, does it? What does it do to the the mindset of the fan base? Um, I think it flips everything. Um, you know, there's just not a dominant team right now in the NFL. As crazy as things are, you, you win here, you get a first round playoff game. They could again go on the road with a real opportunity to to win a game if they don't turn over the football. Uh, once you get to the divisional round of the playoffs. So that that's the crazy part of it. You guys were just talking about Tampa Bay, Green Bay. I mean, seeing what Tampa and Baker Mayfield did in that situation a couple of weekends ago. Then watching Oakland, uh, just the other, excuse me, Las Vegas knocking off Kansas City. It's like this is one of the hardest years straight up that I can ever remember just trying to pick winners on a week-to-week basis in the NFL. So if Jacksonville turns this thing around, I don't think there's any question that they can get back to where they were a year ago. Now, is that considered a successful enough season with the expectations going in? That That's a different story. At but. This, maybe not the expectations going in, but at this point, if they won a home playoff game, yeah. You can't, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know who's not signing up for that right But a now. month ago, that would have been, eh, that oh, would have been kind of lukewarm. That would have been You want to at least get as far, probably farther. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, the only people that would – upset are the fire bulky crowd at all costs and there are some out there right. that would rather they miss the postseason because they think it is not that it guarantees as tony i said they could lose out and sean con might still keep trent bulky yeah you don't know and yeah. by the way do we know that the next gm hire is going to be better than trent bulky we don't no. and i get it that's not reason enough to not make a change but you know just because you get what you want doesn't mean you'll get what you want yeah if they don't make the playoffs i think a change could come if they do make it and they were to lose here during the wild card round or, or win a game and lose the next week in the divisional round i if they i'd be pretty division. surprised how uh, how is shot con yeah fire the gm after a consecutive division title no, i don't i don't With think the, it would happen i don't either now yeah. again would we do it might be a different story right you guys jeff Logman was saying yesterday hey, the best teams look at it, even when you're having success where can we get better but and uh, that may be the calling of a year ago. Did they do enough in the offseason? Yeah. And right now it appears no. And, and, and again, they were, they were strapped financially somewhat. They certainly could have added a, you know, a pass rusher for oh, one year to put him on the books. Of things. Uh, <laughs> a lot of cheap players out there making yeah. contributions. All right, uh, Rick, what are you and Hack getting into today? Yeah, we got all that. We got a lot on the Jags today. A lot on college football as well. I mean, this story out of Tallahassee is weird. You got guys opting out now that aren't even going to be invited to the combine. Guys who aren't 
going to get drafted? And if so, you're talking, you know, late sixth, seventh round picks who all of a sudden are uh, are opting out for this game. So, you know, it's sneaking up on us. Here it is Wednesday. The Canes play tomorrow. And, you know, you got a lot of games coming up on Saturday. Then, of course, Monday uh, you have the first round of the college football playoffs. So, one of, uh, I feel like at times we, you know, are, are so enthralled with everything that are the Jaguars that we, we kind of get to the college football players like, oh, my God, it's here. So today we're going to spend a little bit of time on that during the three-hour show, probably give that, uh, you know, 30 to 40 minutes talking about some of these big contests coming up. All right, we'll have a good show. Thank you. We appreciate it. Rick Ballou and Hacker uh, holding court for the next three hours. XL primetime to follow with the Frangie show mm-hmm. off this week. You know, I was thinking yesterday because I saw, like, the advertisements for the college football playoff. I hadn't even thought about the playoff, right? Like, me, my level of college football, like, I don't – I'm not as into it as I used to be when I was younger, but I think them leaving Florida State out has taken away any interest I had. It's like, if it's that stupid, whatever your system is, then I don't even have interest in who you're going to call a national champion. I don't think it's legit. Right, uh, and that, that's Tony as a Vandy fan without yeah. a dog in the hunt. But anyway. And they left Vandy out, too. They did they leave did. Vandy out. And that's reason enough. We all, that, all right, for the 100th consecutive <laughs> year. Uh, John, where are we going to catch your work this week? What do you got coming up at Jaguars.com? Uh, no Ozone podcast this week because of a strange week with no availability Friday because the uh, of the Gator Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we forewent that, but uh, I'll be on the Huddle Up podcast today with uh, Mike's good friend, J.P. Shadrick and Bucky Bush. Yeah, I, he is my good friend. Yeah. Don't don't say that like people are going, what kind of snide remark is that? What does Mike have against JP? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Love JP Shattering. Yeah. Love strong words. I do. No, I love I JP. Like JP. Uh, tomorrow we'll have JAG tickets to give away uh, for the Panthers' final home game. You know? Um, <laughs> I can just hear it. It's like when you send a, lot a tweet on the line, out. Like, guys. By yeah. the way, the, the JAG's poor – PR staff, when they sent out that tweet after the game, watch the Jags post-game show. Like, right. I just I, – I closed social media at that point because, <laughs> you know, this, the, the snarky responses to that. Like, that's their job, sure. to put that out there in case you do want to watch it and maybe you're going to hear what Doug Peterson had to say or Trevor Lawrence about their poor performance, right. for instance, whatever. So – those poor guys, man. They, Ooh, yeah, yeah, they, just, yeah. they get it, you know. I get it. I hear it, too. All right, John, have a uh, have a good rest of your year. Fantastic. All guys. right. Talk to you on uh, New Year's Eve. Look forward to well, Yes. Right. Yes, y- yes you will. Look forward to that. And right. your friend, J.P. Shatterick. Yes, my good friend whom I love, uh, J.P. Shatterick. <laughs> uh, for Tony Smith and Dylan Denmark, I'm Mike Dempsey. Rick Ballou and Hacker coming up next. Keep it right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM.